Niggas hate, soon as they see me, they don't know what the fuck to do Watching me, I'm not watching you I was just blazing on my suit, it's big smoke How can she tell me that I'm cute? I'm so high, I'm so fly, I'm gonna need a parachute River's dad, super swag, I'm gonna need a camera crew I'm gonna need some palm wine, I'm gonna need some pepper soup And if I ain't the headline, then I must be the special guest I pull up and steal the show, and I weren't even trying to flex Had to touch the after party, she just sent me the address Said that she wanted me to come, and I told her, say it with your chest Time to bring the bass bird. On my neck, give me frostbite. Foreign whips taking trips, that's the bus life. Bad bitch wanna see what my sauce like. Thank you guys for coming out. Can let me know when you when it's good and we can start. I'm Amanda G. I'm in town from New Orleans. I'll be hosting tonight. Yeah, I'm ready to go. You ready? Give it up for Scott back there. Doing our tech. I'm bad at technology. All right, so we're all good? Okay, hi, I already told you. I'm Amanda G. I'm in town uh, from New Orleans. Thank you guys for coming out uh, to the mic, to the happy hour mic at Mutiny Radio. Happy y'all are here. I, uh, I love being in San Francisco. I think y'all are a great city, but I'm gonna have to say I think New Orleans is the greatest city in the world to drink. Um, I've been drinking in a lot of cities, and New Orleans is definitely the best. We have 24-7. You guys are a weed city, you know? Like, you guys are the best for weed, I'll tell you, after being here for a week. Uh, but we have 24-7 alcohol, whatever you want. We got no last call, and we have a thing called to-go cups where you can just take your alcohol and walk around with it. Yeah, it's fucking beautiful, man. <laughs> it's a wonderful thing. There's a gas station three blocks from my house. At 3 a.m., I can go buy vodka. It's real cool. Uh, there's a bar four blocks from my house. At 4 a.m., I go play trivia. You're right, it is not good trivia. <laughs> It's the same trivia every single night, and nobody has ever won. Uh, so if you're in New Orleans, please come to DMAX and help me win trivia, because my friends are bad at trivia. I, I love drinking. My mother hates that I drink. My mom wants to stop me from drinking so much, so she has a plan. My mom's big plan to stop me from drinking so much is just to tell me how many calories are in every drink. Like, that's going to work. She's like, oh, that vodka soda, 110 calories. And I'm like, mom, you don't get it. You don't understand. I'm a lesbian. We don't get fatter. We just get sturdier. <laughs> Thank you <laughs> for laughing. This is not IKEA particle board up here. This is some sturdy lesbian lumber for sure. I, uh, is anybody broke out there? Yeah. <laughs> That's how you get comics attention. <laughs> it's universal truth everywhere. I'm broke. I get it. I'm broke. Uh, I'm broke because I work at a nonprofit by day. I work for a business that doesn't believe in money, which is real cool. And at night, I do a lot of comedy shows for free, and I like to drink, so I lose money. It's real fun. So in between those times, I do Uber Eats to make actual money. I do the food service. I don't do regular Uber because my car's so junky that they won't let me put you in it. Uh, but they'll let me put your food in it. So let's think about that. My car's so junky, I have one of those alumni license plate holders, and my school called, and they were like, you cannot have that. 
We don't care how long you save for it. We really don't. And they absolutely do not. I um, Does anyone remember Destiny's Child? Yeah, back when Beyonce had friends. <laughs> She's not here. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I, I love Destiny's Child. I grew up with them. I love them. I remember they have a song, Survivor. It's one of my favorite songs. And there's a line in the song, Survivor, where they say, I'm not going to diss you on the internet because my mama taught me better than that. And I'm just like, how the fuck did you teach your mom the internet? <laughs> Beyonce is magical. I have not figured this out. My mom does, she does the texting. She just learned the emojis. Um, and she thinks that the eggplant emoji means vegetarian. And I've been trying to find a really nice way to tell her it actually means the opposite of that. It's real fun. I like being gay. I like to talk about it on stage to strangers. There's some things I don't like, though. Like, everyone just assumes I know every lesbian. You know, they're just like, hey, you know my friend Jen? And I'm like, no, why? Because she's gay? Oh, yeah, lesbian Jen. Of course I know her. <laughs> I also know your dad, Steve. So what does that say? <laughs> what does that say? I, uh, I do like being gay in New Orleans. I think it's a really great place to be gay, and not just because I like to drink there a lot. We have a lot of cool shit there. We have decadence coming up. That's what we call Pride 2, because we also have Pride in June. We have a gay Easter parade, which is amazing. We even have gay softball. There's a gay softball league. I play gay softball, and when I tell people I play gay softball, they're just like, no, man, you mean softball, right? And I'm like, no, 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 you don't get it. The gay and gay softball, that's not for me. It's not for the lesbians. The gay and gay softball is for the gay men. Like, I roll up to gay softball, and I'm handed a mimosa and a freshly pressed uniform. <laughs> that's some gay fucking softball. <laughs> I went up to bat last week. I get to home plate. I look down. It says crate and barrel on it. <laughs> that's some gay fucking softball. <laughs> And I'm not disengaged. I love gay men. I'm not saying anything bad about y'all. Y'all are fabulous. Gay men get to be fabulous. They get all the cutest names, you know? They're just like twinks and otters and bears. They get all the cute animals. What I'm working with is bull dyke or carpet muncher. That's what I've been given. Bull dyke or carpet muncher. Carpet muncher makes me think if I go to your house, I need to be like, thank God you had tile or I couldn't make it past your hallway. Thank you for that. <laughs> Thank you for that. Are we ready to get this mic started? Yeah. Yes, everyone's going to get five minutes. I will light you when you have a minute left. Please be respectful of the light because it helps all the other comics be respectful of the light as well. All right, and first up, make some noise for Nick Scarpino. Come for your host, guys. Came all the way from Louisiana. And the, uh, the carpet munching joke took a second, but it hit hard. It hit hard. That was good. I got Pergo. Does that count? Doesn't matter. Uh, how are we feeling today, Mutiny? It's Friday. Yeah, everyone's there. You got a headband on. That's great. I commented on that earlier. Still looking good, though. Uh, anyone have any kids in the audience? You got kids? How many kids you got? One kid. That's good for you, man. Um, yeah, my wife and I don't want kids. Uh, that's why we practice uh, abstinence. That's what we do. Yeah. She says it's the only way to be sure, you know. Just like the movie Aliens. Uh, moving right along. Uh, I don't have kids, no, but I do have two old parents who keep tattletelling on each other. So it's kind of the same thing. Uh, like my dad called the other day, uh, pissed off at my mom because she answered one of those robocalls. And uh, <laughs> she, uh, she let someone actually hack into the home computer. And my dad was like beside himself. He was like, I just, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And then later that week, my mom called because she caught my dad uh, watching porn on the same computer. And she was like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And I was like, I know what to do. 
I'm going to take away your fucking computer. That's what I'm going to do before it ruins your marriage. Okay? I'm going to limit that screen time. Limit that screen time. Also, my dad, uh, very hard of hearing. So you can imagine how loud that porn was. <laughs> very loud. Very loud. I think my mom's, in my mom's words, she was like, it was so loud you could hear how wet it was. That's, uh, and for a 70-year-old, she didn't say that. I made that part up. The rest of it was actually pretty true, though. Isn't that sad? Uh, oh, let's talk about porn for a second. I see a room full of guys. I think this is going to go over well. Uh, how many people out there are addicted to porn? You're all liars. You're all, you're all liars. I am. I'll say it because uh, this, this is the stick of truth here. Um, and I know I'm addicted because every time I go back, I got to do like harder and harder stuff, right? Just like heroin. Where like it's not enough to look at double penetration. After a, after a time, you start thinking to yourself, triple penetration? Is that something I should look at? Like, is that something a human being does? And I got so desperate to find something new in porn the other day, I actually looked up the word, I, I actually searched the word love, just to see, <laughs> just to see what would happen. And uh, you know what came up? Triple penetration. That's actually apparently how porn people show they love each other. I don't know. People talk, people's one criticism of porn is that it is unrealistic, right? That's what you always hear. You always hear like, and that makes sense, you know, like nobody walking around on a daily basis is like, you know, I've already got two inside me. There's room for a third. There's room for a third. This doesn't happen. Uh, that's why I want to start my own porn channel with my wife. And I want to show people what it's really like to have sex when you're married. Uh, so here's my pitch for my porn channel with my wife. It's going to be us on the couch, right? Already hot. Uh, trying to decide whether or not we want to have sex or watch Netflix. And we watch Netflix 100% of the time. 100%. That's what it's like to be married. Are you married? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Caught up on all the Netflix shows, are we? <laughs> yeah, I've seen all the seasons, man. Just watch season three of Glow. <laughs> That's what I did. Uh, I am getting older, though, uh, which is which is cool. It eliminates me from having to do things like go to bachelor parties anymore, which I'm very excited about. Um, I hate going to these things. They're never good. I remember even the very first bachelor party I went to in my 20s was not good because we had no money, and nobody remembered to bring anything uh, for the stripper to, to dance to. We didn't have anything to play music on. So the best we could come up with was uh, using the clock radio in the corner of the hotel room. And I'll tell you guys one thing. You have not lived uh, until you've watched a stripper dance her way through a 1877 Cars for Kids commercial. That's how you know you're alive. Right there. I don't know, you guys familiar with, with these commercials at all? They go like this, 1877 Cars for Kids. I'm going to sing it for you. K-A-R-S, Cars for Kids. And it's at that point that we both looked at each other very confused because we actually wondered. We had shared a moment and we actually wondered have we been spelling cars wrong our entire life? And we became friends, guys. We're still friends to this day. We're pen pals. It's great. Um, I don't know what else do I have for you guys today. I'll, I'll leave you with this. Um, I, get, uh, I get patriotic sometimes. A lot of people have criticisms of our country, and it's rightfully so. But I get super patriotic. Uh, but I only get patriotic when I leave the country, which is weird. I was, at, uh, I was in Denmark with my wife one time traveling. Um, and we were on the train, and the guy came up to check our tickets, this older man, looked at our ticket, and then looked at the, what it said above the compartment door, and he said, what does this say? And our ticket said, main cabin class, and he says, what does that say? And it said, first class, and I realized we made a mistake, but before I could apologize for it, he looked at me and he said, fucking Trump's America. And the words that came out of my mouth next, I've never said before, and I'll never say again, I looked at that old man in the eyes, and I said, sir, 
That's not what your people were saying when we saved your asses in WW2. Okay, a couple things about me, though, real quick before I wrap this story up. One, I'm from San Francisco. I did not vote for Trump. I have no idea why I'm defending him. And two, I have, um, I have no idea what side Denmark was on in WW2. I have no idea. But I said it with confidence, and that's what it's like to be an American. Uh, give it back for your host, ladies and gentlemen. Put your hands together. I got his first name. I can't read his last name on the paper. Uh, so, Hunter, what's your last name? Yumiak. Hunter Yumiak, everybody. I purposely made it sloppy because I knew you wouldn't be able to pronounce it anyways. It's got like fucking three E's in there. All right, guys. I um, What do I want to talk about? Oh, yeah, this. Uh, anybody here have old, younger siblings? Anybody here like a big brother? Yeah, a couple of guys. You see how like you all raise your hands and you're quiet about that? Nobody wants to be a fucking big brother. You know, it's kind of thrown on you. Like my dad, when I was three years old, he sat down at the foot of my bed and he, he was like playing awkwardly with my baseball glove. He looked at me like, son, would you like to be a big brother? That's a weird fucking question to ask a three-year-old. He pretty much just asked me like, hey, son, is it okay if I raw dog your mom for the next four months? You know, it's a fucking weird question to ask. You know what, I didn't, I didn't know, so I said, yeah, sure. You know, and also, eating raw hot dogs is gonna make you sick, Dad. You can't do that, and he goes, no. Your mom's gonna be the one puking for the next three months. All right, that's bad. Fuck you guys, we're gonna keep on going with this shit. It's weird though, like, I was three years old. I was three years old, like, my biggest concern in life was memorizing shapes, and now he's giving me all the power of the Chinese government. You know, it just doesn't make any fucking sense. It's weird, he's a weird guy. I, um. That's in the works. Let's try this one. I, uh, trying to, trying to be a current with my jokes, so I just watched Game of Thrones, just finished that, you know? That's fun. Game of Thrones, like, combines my two favorite elements, or two favorite genres in uh, cinema, you know? Just medieval fantasy and redneck trailer trash park stories. You know, like, it, it's just, look at the fucking Starks. Jon Snow, that one's easy, all right? He f married his aunt, well, fucked his aunt. You know, Sansa Stark had two failed marriages, one to a midget, okay? And then uh, Bran Stark got kicked off a building because he caught his aunt and uncle fucking. And then my favorite, Arya, just has a mullet. That's nice. It is, though, guys. It's weird. It's weird. It is. I lost my fucking notebook, so I don't have the rest of that joke, but we're going to keep on fucking trying and see if it works. Like, I don't, know the, I don't know the segue into this shit, but we'll figure it out. I feel like rednecks have their own different form of ten, like, ten commandments. They have their own different version, you know, when it's like, love thy neighbor, it's, no, really love thy neighbor, you know, or like, you know, don't cover thy neighbor's goods, don't let that, don't steal that fucking Mustang from him. This is not working, people, that's okay. It's weird though, guys, I'm looking at that, uh, that art up there. Fucking, why do rabbits or bunnies always have bow ties? Like, bunnies are used, are well known for just being... The animals, in, the animals on earth that fuck the most, but I've never seen somebody with a bow tie get laid. You know, it's weird though. It is. I um, have a weird relationship with my dad. I'd ask you that question, but we're all comics, so I already know the answer. You know, but like, I've, we're, like I didn't see my dad for two and a half years. All right, he's a meth addict, you know, and one day I came home to help out my mom with like some shit. She was sick, and uh, I, was, I made dinner. After I made dinner, I went to the bathroom, sat down on the toilet to do my business, and I hear from the um, kitchen, my mom calls out to someone, I'm like, oh, your son's here finally. Yeah. 
I just I, I went from like having a nice evening with my mom to spending like an hour with my worst enemy. And it's really weird to spend like an hour with your worst enemy when your pants are around your ankles. You know, and I don't, I live alone, which means I shit with a door open, so it was even weirder for him. All right. This is going great, guys. I uh, got a girlfriend recently. That's cool. I treat my girlfriend like a goddess, and I'm an atheist, which means I don't believe in her. You know, that's fun. I'm trying to treat her like a goddess, but it's 2019, so it's like, fuck it, I'll treat you like a god, which means I give her $2 every Sunday morning and I don't talk to her for the rest of the week. That's fun. I found she's a raver. I found she's a raver because the first time we had sex, we used a glow stick condom, which means we broke it before we used it. That's fun. I, um, guys, I've done comedy for like, I've been to comedy for like a month, and that's all the new shit. I don't want to tell you guys my old fucking jokes. So I'm going to give you back the time of the room after like three minutes. That's my time, guys. Keep it going for your host. I can remember things after five minutes. <laughs> uh, has anyone not seen Game of Thrones? Thank you. I have never seen an episode of Game of Thrones. The only thing I know about it is between um, before, right before the last season, they took a year off, and I made a joke about how the ghosts don't exist. This is not the punchline, but basically, ghosts don't exist because if they did, all the Game of Thrones people would haunt the fuck out of the earth because they would wait for the last season of Game of Thrones. And I told that joke, and afterwards, someone came up to me at Carrollton Station in New Orleans, and they said that I ruined their night. Because <laughs> uh, I reminded them that Game of Thrones was not coming back for a year. Um, and he looked like he was ready to cry, so I said, good. Um, <laughs> and I had a great rest of the night. So that's all I know about Game of Thrones. Thank you, Hunter. Next up, we have Orion Levine, everybody. <laughs> I hate my job. Uh, thanks. Uh, I work at Wingstop, uh, and my official job title is Wing Specialist. You know what patronizing that is? I'm not a specialist. I'm just a regular guy who happened to major in English literature. Okay, I'm not a. My coworkers are always complaining about min being paid minimum wage. I don't think it's that unreasonable, right? Like uh, all we do is just sit around play on our phones and give people diarrhea all day. You know, this, you should consider yourself lucky. In some countries, this job would be considered biological terrorism. So, yeah, I, uh, my parents think that I'm an aircraft engineer because I told my parents I'm an aircraft engineer. Uh, yeah, it, it caught up to me pretty quickly though, because now they're starting to ask me for help on their cars, and I'm like, you know, I'm actually more of a wing specialist. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, I'm looking for a new job. Uh, actually, just had a phone interview yesterday. Uh, they uh, the interviewer asked me about my experience. I was like, I got to be honest. This is my first time having phone sex. Uh, I'm a little nervous. Uh, didn't get the job, uh, but I feel like I made a special friend. So there's that. I am gender fluid. I am gender fluid. I'm half man, half woman, uh, which 
it shouldn't be surprising. My dad was a man. My mom was a woman. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm uh, oh, back to the the job interview stuff. I I don't enjoy job interviews at all. Uh, in fact, I think they're the worst place to learn how to correctly pronounce resume. In my experience, I got all cocky too. I was like, "Don't you mean resume?" Um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, my brother is successful. Uh, he makes almost $200,000 a year, um, which makes me look pretty bad. Um, and this motherfucker makes $200,000 a year and still bikes to work, you know? Uh, and he has a Tesla, you know? Like, that'd be like if I was dating Beyonce but fucking a bicycle. That's what that would be like. I got very upset about this, so it's like, oh yeah, you bought a Tesla. Well, I bought a window marker and uh, just wrote $700 on the back window followed by his phone number. Um, cool. Yeah, I've been, uh, been dating. Uh, I've been dating, like I said. Uh, I don't know, girls are so predictable. You know, every first date, been on has been the exact same. Girls are always asking me the same questions, like, what do you do, or what's your sign, or why are you crying? Um, <laughs> and I think the answer is pretty obvious, like, you make more money than me, but I'm the one who's gonna have to pay for this chicken tikka masala, and it's expensive, and it cost me the equivalent of three and a half hours of my job. Uh, yeah. I'm afraid of confrontation. I can't handle confrontation. I've actually been dating this girl for six weeks, and she thinks my name is Logan. Um, yeah, I don't know how to break it to her, so I came up with this plan. I was like, I'll just bring her around my friends, and they'll just casually drop my name in conversation. But I made the mistake of telling my friends that plan, and now they all call me Logan. Um, I guess I'm Logan now. Uh, <laughs> My parents aren't too sure about the stand-up comedy thing. I took my dad to one of my shows. He hated it. Afterwards, he came up to me. He was like, Orion, why don't you talk about something real like capitalism? And I was like, Dad, first of all, I don't know what that word means. Uh, second of all, my name is Logan. Um, <laughs> right on. Let's see. Maybe I got... That was my uh, club five. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, uh, yeah, I'm Jewish. Any other Jews in here? Cool, just me. Oh, yeah, there we go. The host is Jewish. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, I'm not the best, or I guess it's a scary time to be Jewish. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Like, anti-Semitism is on the rise. I mean, even my washing machine is like Jew, 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 Jew. Uh, Judaism and Christianity, though, they're pretty similar on paper. There are some key differences, though, like Jews, we wear yarmulkes, and we believe Moses split the Red Sea and freed the slaves. Christians, they're wrong. Uh, I'm not the best Jew. I was in synagogue, and my rabbi asked me if I've ever read the Torah. I was like, no, bro, I'm still working on the prisoner of Azkaban. Uh, just kidding. Didn't call me rabbi bro. I called him bruch. Uh, all right, guys. Ryan Levine. Good night. Oh, well, I might have said something sometime, but I don't.
Oh, Ryan, everybody. And I need my list. Who's all, who's the next name on the list? Oh, I know. Wait, I got it. I got it already, because I'm going to... He's going to be on the show later tonight, and that's why I didn't think I needed the list up with me. Sean Riley, are you here, Sean Riley? Yeah. Yeah, all right. Get up here. And if you like Sean now, stick around. Oh, mutiny. Make some noise for your host. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not Jewish. just want to put that out there. A lot of people think I'm Jewish. Uh, I pretty much have every characteristic of someone that's, like, a, I fulfill all the Jewish stereotypes. Uh, I'm tall. I don't know if that's even a stereotype. Uh, I do stand-up comedy. Uh, I work in finance. Or uh, finance. You guys hear that word before? Finance? You have friends that work in finance? They're probably assholes. Right, okay. Uh, I, I, that's all a lie. Uh, well, okay, I'm still working on that. Um, guys, I'm feeling pretty good. I just graduated. I have a degree in rocket science. So, um, yeah, I, uh, I'm not making rocket science money. I'm making comedian money, also known as debt. Uh, there's pretty much two careers for a rocket scientist. You can work for NASCAR in Florida, or you can make bombs. And that choice made me realize how many lives I was willing to destroy to avoid living in Florida. It was, it was a pretty easy choice, guys. Uh, hundreds of people, uh, evidently, it turns out. Um, other stuff about, you guys know what Raytheon does? I know Matthew Cork knows what Raytheon does. No, they're bombs. I thought you'd know that, wow. Of all, I didn't know I was going to question. Well, <laughs> come on. We, we, Matthew and I have a lot of woke conversations. I'm surprised you didn't know that. Well, they do make chemicals that just explode and kill people. You could classify it. Make some noise if you know what Raytheon does. Well, now you do. Oh, fuck. What? See, I, I, I fucked the order up. All right, make some noise if you didn't know before I told you. Yes. Yeah, you didn't? Okay. So, well, now Raytheon makes bombs, as you know. Um, and... Uh, you know what's, I, I was almost, almost going to work for this company, right? I was, uh, I was looking on their website, and uh, they have the most ridiculous marketing ever. Uh, it's, you know what their slogan is? You know what Raytheon's slogan is? Uh, fuck, I have to remember it now. Um, it's, uh, oh, no, 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 I got, I got, I got it. It's uh, customer success is our mission, right? And uh, if you think about what Raytheon does, you know they make bombs. What is customer success? Well, I imagine it would be killing people with the bombs. Um, and, then, and then who's the customer? The government. So it's a very weird uh, slogan to have. You know, why can't they just be real about it? You know, Raytheon, we help the government blow up um, people. Um, okay. Um, you know what else about Raytheon you probably didn't know? If you didn't know what Raytheon does, you definitely didn't know this. Raytheon has a partnership with the Girl Scouts. And I don't know about you guys, but there's nothing that makes more, uh, uh, nothing is, fuck, let me start over. There's not a better combination that I can think of than bombs and uh, Samoa cookies and a cold glass of milk. You know what I mean? Like I get, there's a whole promotional video about like Raytheon, like, or like Girl Scouts working with Raytheon. And they're like, I just love solving problems. I just love, Dissecting, pro and I get they're trying to like promote more women in the in the in the industry, which is great or whatever. But I just imagine like those Girl Scouts are going to grow up to be fucking war tyrants. 
You know, isn't that crazy? Like, yeah, you know, I spent a lot of time on the Girl Scouts, got plugged into the people with Raytheon, and now I just uh, design missile systems that blow up tons of brown people. Okay, <laughs> all right. Um, it's fucked up, guys. You should watch the video. It's pretty funny. Uh, all right, I, uh, I, um, I noticed a lot. Of, I don't know if you've seen this. Lots of companies donate to charity, right? Lots of com every company donates to charity every year, and. Uh, ExxonMobil, they donate millions of dollars to charity. And uh, I feel like that's if you sh that's like the same as if you shot a guy and then like paid his hospital bill. Like why are you even bothering? You know, like who is ExxonMobil fooling with their charity work? Like like they have this whole like we we donated over a million hours to charity to charities and communities last year. And I'm like you forgot the part where your oil killed like millions of fish in the sea, you fucking assholes. You forgot that part. I'd be a ter terrible PR person because I'd be totally real about it. Uh, I'll finish with this, guys. Anyone invest in the stock market? You can tell I actually hate capitalism, even though all my jokes are about <laughs> corporations. Um, that's a lie. I think it's all right. But here, you've probably heard this before. You've heard in the stock market, right? You've probably heard buy low, sell high, right? Well, there's actually a nuance to that. What it really means is you got to buy low, which is when you're depressed. You buy when you're feeling depressed. Then you sell the stock when you're high. Like, I prefer Xanax. Vicodin works too. I've been Sean Riley. You've been real great. Please give it up for your host. Sean Riley, everybody. No, you've just been teaching them some stuff. They're, they're woke now. So I learned a lot from your set. I think they did too. <laughs> they're going to get high so they can sell some stocks. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever they're, they're doing. I thought that was a setup because they asked if I was Jewish in the last set and then you asked if I have stocks or do that. And I was like, oh God, if I say yes to this, I don't know what's coming next. <laughs> I don't. I haven't been in San Francisco that long. I heard y'all are liberal, but <laughs> we'll see. All right, next up to the stage, we're going to keep this going. We've got Kelly Evans, everybody. <laughs> Bombings! <laughs> See, I cleaned it up for you, though, all right? Because uh, the way you said it sucks. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That wasn't that. It's Mutiny Radio on a Friday. Like, we're not... Nobody's succeeding here, you know? I think. <laughs> so, to be honest with ourselves, at least. Uh, <laughs> ah, fuck. Um... Anybody have a stepdad? Anybody step? Any step parents? Right? I got a stepdad. Uh, he was always like really big on pranks when I was growing up. So like one time we went to the grocery store when I was ten, <clears throat> and uh, grocery stores are fucking boring. I don't want to walk around to help you find boxes of noodles. I just like so I was like I want to go uh, read magazines, and he said we'll be outside in ten minutes, or I'm leaving without you. I was like sure, but uh, I don't know how fucking long ten minutes. It's not like I have a watch. I'm ten, you know. It's, I don't have like a bunch of fucking meetings to go to so of course i missed it i'm not gonna be out there in time and i walk out and uh his car's not in the parking spot so i'm like oh this is not good uh and then i see it like right at the exit to the grocery store so i like run over there and then i run and i'm like almost there and he does that thing where he like pulls out 20 feet right as you get to the door and then he proceeds to do that for the next half mile just 20 feet at a time just a little my little 10 year old legs jogging and uh i finally get to the door and I, I, I go to open it, and it's locked. 
Then he just looks at me, points, and laughs hysterically. Just fucking, and then drives off the last quarter mile home. Which is like, it's not that far. It's all right? Which is great. That's like a great prank. My ex-girlfriend thought that was horrible. She was like, that is so sad. Oh, my God. What? What? How else were you abused? I'm like, what? Abuse? No, no. That was a great lesson to learn and like timeliness and a <laughs> practical joke. And plus, I got exercise. You know? I was like, I used to be fat. It was a good, you know. Anyway. I guess uh, you think that's sad too. That's fine. That's <laughs> <laughs> it's like funny because you, like you grow up thinking your childhood's normal, and then you talk to people, and they're like, "You were abused. What happened? What you didn't get hit too?" No, I mean because I talked. You know, like that's okay. It feels a lot like this actually. There's uh, another story that I've been wanting to tell. Uh, when I was eight, I, I lived with my grandparents for like the first ten years. And uh, when I was eight, it was Halloween, and I really wanted to be like a vampire. I was really into like vampires and werewolves. Like that's what I wanted to be. Uh, but my grandma was really excited about a handmade costume she had. Uh, so I got to be the cowardly lion for Halloween. Yeah, uh, which if you don't know, in the '80s, uh, not too many people were familiar with that. You <laughs> know, like that was a movie made 40 years prior. Seriously. So my neighbors just thought I was like really into cats. <laughs> And they kept calling me that gay neighbor boy. I was like, what the fuck, man? I'm 10. Like, it's just not to my face, at least. You know, like, that's... All right, that's a new one. Um... <laughs> uh, what else? Uh... Anybody in a relationship? Yep. Yeah, we got a couple. Yeah. John's in a relationship? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. <laughs> kind of no, I mean, of course you would be in a relationship. All right, you know what? I'm going to distance myself from that. <laughs> I like John. John's hilarious. Uh, anyway, I think it's important <laughs> in any relationship that you're allowed to like have your own beliefs and uh, opinions and ideas, uh, uh, unless they're stupid, you know. And then just please hide them as long as possible until you've like committed to somebody, and then it's too late. You know, they can't just like, like my ex-girlfriend. She believed in astrology, and I believed that was stupid. That was a dumb idea, uh, and. She waited, you know? She was smart. She waited before uh, she started breaking out the star maps to make all of our decisions in life. I was like, that's a little far, I think. It's just not, listen, it's not just astrology that I think is stupid. I mean, but especially astrology, because, like, if these guys who created astrology were so good at predictions, uh, how come they didn't predict their own genocide? You know, like, <laughs> the Babylonians got wiped out. I'm just saying, is genocide too dark of a topic for you guys? All right. Not funny? <laughs> um... Cool, thank you. Anyway, I think all religions are kind of stupid. Like, okay, specifically Mormon. Anybody a Mormon here? Thank God. All right, we're going to talk shit about them. Um, it's just like, if you don't know the background of Mormonism, uh, basically Joseph Smith uh, goes into his backyard and digs a hole, and that's how he talks to God. And uh, my main problem with that is I just can't follow someone's religion who had a backyard. Like, that's, <laughs> that's a relatively new concept. I'm just saying, like... It's like, I don't think uh, Abraham had a backyard, you know? Uh, what the fuck else? All right, I'll finish on this because I'm almost... Actually, I think I am out of time. So you know what? I'm fucking done. Thank you very much. Have a great time. First of all, uh, bunnies have bow ties because they're all strippers. I thought that would be pretty obvious. 
Look at those guys. They're all, they're all totally strippers. Um, fuck, I was thinking that we could get a, a few more of these windows punched out. Because um, I think comedy is like a lot of like sex. Like It's just better when the lights are low and my mom's not in the room. Um, but my mom's pretty supportive. She's supportive. Uh, lately, she's been bugging me to get married, you know, and my sister, who's a year younger than me. She's like, why don't, why don't you guys get married already? Like, you're not getting any younger. And I tell her the same thing every time. Like, Mom, I'll do it. As soon as they legalize same-family marriage, like, it's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Just hold on. Hold your horses. Um, but family's important. It is. Uh, my grandfather has Alzheimer's right now. Um, so we're, uh, we're supporting him in that. Um, but Alzheimer's is the second funniest disease after Tourette's. The only reason it's not funnier than Tourette's is because you die at the end. But without that, it would be a lot fucking funnier than Tourette's because someone with Tourette's will just say in public, piss my ass, or like some shit like that. But someone with Alzheimer's will actually piss out their ass in public. And that shit is funny, you know, especially if you know the guy. If you don't, it's kind of sad. But no, he's a, he's a fucking great guy, my grandpa. He's really funny. Um... But he's Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's and he forgets a lot of shit. Um, like he'll, you know, forget what he did that morning. He'll forget who my grandma is. He'll for, but the funniest thing that he does is he forgets like normal social cues. My gra grandma's a good sport about this. But like he'll just like incessantly sexually advance on our Jamaican caretaker. <laughs> um, which, you know, I like... My thinking is that he's, like, making up for, like, a lifetime of racism with that gesture. But part of me also thinks that she has really big tits. And if I know men, and I do, we are tit colorblind. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Let's see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. My grandma's a good sport, you know. I think she's just glad it's not her that has to deal with this shit. You know, she's been... Uh, an Instagram affluencer all of her life. You know, there's only so much her 80-year-old hips can take, you know, with all those fucking squats and shit that she does on the gram. Um, yeah, she's fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so, uh, have you guys seen the Michael Jackson documentary on HBO? It's good, right? I was, <laughs> no, it's like, well done. I'm not like proud of him. Like, yeah, he did a great job. I'm not, com I'm not completely, you know, not with the guy anymore, though, because I was, I was pretty shocked to find out that Michael never fucked any of those kids. It's my first impression. He never fucked any of those kids, you know? He, uh, he only, you know, this is disgusting and icky, but he only, he only masturbated them and had them masturbate him and did a little bit of nipple twisting um, and kind of two at the same time. Like, I don't know if you're ever in elementary school and you did the pat your head and rub your belly thing, but I bet those kids are pretty fucking good at that. <laughs> but that's that's not okay. Um, yeah, but he never fucked those kids, you know? He never did. And uh, there are people running around fucking kids that aren't the king of pop. So I don't know what that says about Michael Jackson, but I just don't think he should be included with OJ in the list of, you know, disgraced black celebrities, turned white celebrities um, with OJ, yeah. And... Uh, and I don't mean that O.J. was, like, white in, like, the cultural sense. I mean, he, he did have an affinity for white culture and senselessly murdering people. Um, but, uh, and he ran people over on the football field, you know. That's how he got the nickname uh, Thomas, Uncle Thomas the Tank Engine. Um, but, yeah. 
OJ was a great guy. Michael Jackson was a great guy. My grandpa's a great guy. My grandma's a good sport. And thank you. That's my time. for jokes to not work. Look at this. Hey, cool. All right. Um, yeah. Uh, you know what's funny is I was on Facebook and, uh, you know, they have the surveillance thing. You know, when Orion, exactly when Orion was talking about, uh, like, being Jewish, I, like, at the exact same moment going through the news feed, I had an ad for Birthright to Israel show up my news feed. Like, it's pretty awesome, but at least they're helpful, you know? They're like, you know, you're a young Jew. Get back to the motherland and help the fight, you know? Go machine gun some Palestinian children. You know, you got to help out. Help the cause. You got to go over there. It's like, you know, at least it's catering to my interests, is what I'm, is what I'm trying to say, you know? Yeah, Kelly was at, talking about, uh, uh, you didn't know I have a girlfriend. I, I almost didn't have a girlfriend. She had an emergency appendectomy over the weekend, so I had to go and take care of her. She's on, like, uh, you know, on all sorts of paid meds and almost, like, died because her appendix exploded and shit. And uh, it was, it's funny. She's loopy, and she was a little worried, and she's, like, sitting there, she's, like, uh, uh, it's like, oh, you know, I feel like such a burden. I was like, well, you are. Uh, that's, I was like, it's, it's a tremendous burden. And uh, I was like, it's a, a horrific, we're not married. This is awful to do. Like, I have to, this is a horrible time for me. This is really, honestly, and, she, and then offhandedly, I can't remember, like, it was, this is cutesy. We didn't go into that right away, but it was like, uh, What'd you say? She said something like, uh, well, I'm so glad you're here, because, like, you know, like, uh, I, I, comedy you know, is going on. It's like, and I can't remember how this came up, but she was like, uh, well, at least you know, was like, I was like, yeah, I got, like, you know, things to do and stand-up to do. And she's like, well, at least you, know, you wouldn't rather be doing stand-up than doing this. I'm like, no, I'd rather do any, anything else other than this. This is, this is awful. This is, uh, it's like, no, it's just because I'm a bird. It's like, yeah, it's because this is horrible work and I hate it. <laughs> it's, it's awful. You know? She's dead. She's not dead. She's okay. So good. Yeah, it's fine. Um... What I was gonna say. Oh, cool. I'll get into the really cool stuff that's all even and cool. Uh, do you guys, uh, you guys like machine guns in schools, right? Huh? Yeah. Kids getting killed by machine guns. Talk about Palestinian children dying. Here's a cool thing, right? No matter where you are on the issue of school shooting, uh, like I said, and there's good people on both sides. Let's get over. It. Let's be honest about that, right? Like I said, no matter which side you're on, right? We can all agree that no matter what side you're on on that issue, you cannot spell school shootings without spelling cool shootings. You know what I'm saying? That's just true. And also, if you spell school shooter, cool hooters is also in there, which would be really, really spice up a lot of those school shootings. You know what I'm saying? Give those kids something cool to die for. It's like getting fucking AK-47 in a Bud Light commercial. Just get a, some sweet floppies in your face before you go up to the big Jehovah in the sky. <laughs> yeah, baby. Cool. <laughs> some sick floppies, some fat naturals. <laughs> It's so much worse than just saying tits, you know what I mean? It's kind of like how saying, it's kind of like how saying asshole is like fine, but then somebody says butthole, you're like, ew, what? Gross. Stop that. Like, you ever call somebody a butthole and just see their, the look on their face, their lips make buttholes? They're like, ew. <laughs> like, fuck that little butthole in your mouth. Um, yeah, baby. I, uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> none of this matters. You <laughs> know, that's a fun thing. It doesn't matter. Does not matter at all. I'm glad to be up here and ta tell jokes. Uh, fucking, uh, I, I saw uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Did you guys see that movie? It was good. It was really good. Uh, guy had a stroke in the movie theater. 
Uh, and that was good, you know? <laughs> just, if you're gonna die during a movie, fuck you. <laughs> that kind of sucks. He's stroking on the back of the movie theater, we know, because everybody goes like, help, he's having a stroke! And they don't stop the movie. I mean, it's a good movie, you know what I mean? So, like, they don't stop the movie theater. People are flashing the old guy with, like, their phone lights, and he's like, ugh, like, stroking out. <laughs> you know, scaring kids as he's making that face. But, like I said, instead of stopping the movie, what they do instead is they start brightening the movie theater, slowly, like, slowly turning the dimmer up. It's like when the movie's on. And so his life is dimming. The movie theater's brightening, you know. EMTs are coming in with stretchers. EMTs stop watching the movie. Like, they're watching the movie, too. It's like, yeah, it's Quentin Tarantino. It's the master at work. Let him die is the thing. Because if he does, you know, like, he's an old enough where he, he probably had relatives, like, shot, you know, in wars or friends. How'd he go into death? You know, when he's like, I died in a movie. It's like, was it a scary movie at least? He's like, no, it was pretty boring. <laughs> I don't know. It was, a, it was an okay, it's like probably the number five film out of 10 Quentin Tarantino movies. It was a very mediocre. It's like, well, you know, maybe you deserve to die. Maybe it was just your time. That's what I get to pass my judgment on people when they need to die. I have 30 seconds. I didn't use it wisely. I came here to work on a set for tomorrow. I did not do that. I talked about... Hey, resenting my girlfriend. Okay. Uh, hey, guys, go jerk off some hentai, okay? All right, bye. When someone attacks your imagination. All right, we're going to keep this going. Our first lady micer of the night, and I think our last. <laughs> so thank you for being here with me in solidarity, or else this room would be real scary. Uh, give it up for Suzanne Kristapovich. Christa how do I say that? Say it, let me. Got it? Close enough. You've been with the professors and they've all I had a feeling, nerves. I had a feeling I was next because she brought the clipboard up here. Oh. And people were like, oh, I forgot the comedian's name. Uh, d- do you all have full kitchens? No? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, sometimes full kitchens, you know, hard to come by in San Francisco. But I think it, it can be easy if you have the space for it. Um, all you need is some u- time, some time in a U-Haul. Uh, you just uh, drive around the city because there's a lot of things on the sidewalk that are free by default. And within a week, you can have a full kitchen. Um, I saw a, a doorless fridge on the sidewalk, and that's an easy fix. You just put some boards on it. and. Uh, also, I saw a blender base, too. It didn't have a top, but it had a, the base, but that's like a bonus appliance. Uh, there's a lot of things on the sidewalk that are free just because no one wanted them, uh, like sofas. Like, within two weeks, you'll have a half bath, too, like a, a sink and a toilet. Uh, and, like, there'll be blocks from each other, too, so it's, like, not too far to go. Like, you might even be able to get a full kitchen in, in a day for free. Uh, I had some cereal. I ate it, though, but the box, it said vegetarian on it, and I needed to know that this cereal was vegetarian because they're putting meat in cereal now, and I just, what do you, what's, do you eat any cereal? Do you eat any, you only eat oatmeal? Instant oatmeal? Uh, Cody, do you eat any cereal? What, what do you eat? Cheerios. Oh, those are, they have bacon bits in them, huh? <laughs> it starts to taste like a salad bar. Um, 
Uh, let's see. Uh, I saw a couple at the store. It was Safeway, and they were wearing matching camouflage outfits. And I thought, man, uh, they must really not want to be seen with each other. Um, they're not doing a really good job in Safeway, though. They should go to the Home Depot and go to the garden department if they're, like, trying to go somewhere and not be seen. I don't know. They're not in the jungle. Uh, let's see. I have a, a friend. I should stop saying, let's see. Like, <laughs> you're not going to see. You're, like, hearing. You're not seeing anything. Um, I have a friend. She works as a pharmacy clerk, so she fills pill bottles and uh, helps patients get their prescriptions. And she told me that she's tired of talking and asking the same questions over and over all day. And I told her that's her job. But she had this idea. She got drunk and she was like, I know I'm going to record what I usually say on my phone. And that way I can just play it and look at them when they're at the counter. <laughs> <laughs> like hit play. Uh, but she didn't really do a realistic job because this is what she recorded. She left some spaces in between like for a response. But it was just unrealistic. She was like, hi. <laughs> How are you? Good. Name? Date of birth. That was it. And she like <laughs> practiced this over and over. And she spent like 30 minutes on this. And I told her it wouldn't work. Um, because if, if she's like, hi, and the person's like, hey, and then she's like, How are you? And the person's like, terrible. And she's just like, good. <laughs> And she's not even saying it, she's just looking at them like while she like plays the recording and just like <laughs> it's really I haven't gotten the light. I'm just getting stared at. Um let's uh Oh, okay, um something oh uh someone told me I'm British the other day. I didn't even talk to them though. Uh I was about to cross the street and some guy just like comes up to me and tells me to take my earphones out and he was like You're British. I was like, what? And he's like, you sound British. I didn't even say anything to him. I didn't realize you could silently sound British until then, so that's pretty interesting. Um, he uh, decided I'm British. Uh, uh, dogs and strollers make me think maybe they sleep in cribs, too. And I should start asking the, the owners of the dog what their dog's name is, because I wouldn't be surprised if their dog was Jason or something. Patty. If they're in a stroller, like an actual baby, sleeps in a stroller. Yes, they, they stroll in a stroller. Um, I, I feel like someone's named their dog Protein before. <laughs> I feel like there's someone out there who would name their dog Protein and then teach it to shake. And yeah, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> Thank you. clipboard up because of your last name I brought it up because I keep not bringing it up and then blanking out so um, so I have it now for everybody going forward we're gonna give it up for Suzanne one more time and we're gonna keep that energy going for Duat Mai everybody hey, hey, hey. Hey, uh, I was just thinking about why babies are so cute uh, I think it's because they're not tall that's it like if a, if a baby's height reached your chest, like breastfeeding, would be physically easier, but psychologically way harder. <laughs> you know? You're like, oh, I'm so hungry. And the mom's like, oh, but I'm scared. <laughs> Why don't you go over there, and I'll throw you the bottle. <laughs> and you do whatever you want with it. <laughs> hey, uh, so I was thinking prisoners, 
Prisoners broke rules, right? And referees enforce rules. So why are they wearing the same clothing? <laughs> you know? Prison bars, that's what it's supposed to represent. Prison bars, except like the prisoner's prison bars are horizontal. That's because like when you look into the cell and you're looking through the bars, the vertical bars, it'll be easier to spot them. You know, or else they'll disappear. Like, or you go, oh, yeah, you're, oh, no, you're not. There, you know. So that's what I'm talking about. Hey, anybody ever lift weights? Anybody? <laughs> I realized what I was actually doing when I was lifting weights. I was like, my opponent, it's a sport, but my opponent was, was gravity. Right? All day long, it was just like gravity, like you're weak gravity, I'll put 90 pounds on. Now you're strong and, you know, it makes me think that, uh, you know, like, you know how when you lift like light weights, it's boring? So dragging your body around all day is just annoying. Yeah. You're like, God, you know, when you go in front of the mirror, you go, how many of these can I do with this five pound weight, you know? But the whole day, I'm just dragging around my body doing light weights and I get no results from it. Hey, um, all right, so I was thinking about torture. You know the Iron Maiden guys? You know, the, the coffin with the spikes? Like, how did somebody come up with that, you know? It's like, all right, everybody's afraid of stabbing, but this guy's also claustrophobic. <laughs> I think I'll combine the two and kill him. <laughs> Anyways, hey, I was thinking about being a cross-country uh, coach, because I think that's the only sport where coaching makes no difference. <laughs> 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 you go, you go, I want to be your coach. I go, what's your qualification? Well, aren't we all qualified? <laughs> I, I was running when I was three, and I started chasing people when I was four. So I guess I'm qualified for that. Hey, uh, you, know, you know, if angels have wings because heaven is above us, then the devil should have fur and buck teeth like a gopher. <laughs> you guys think? All right. <laughs> this is me. Two hours after I found half a joint on the sidewalk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having an all right time though. You guys are all right. You guys are cool. I guess I'll be good too. Hey, what's up with World War II losers and making excellent cars? <laughs> you're like, you're not allowed to kill, any, you're not allowed to make any more weapons. They're like, all right, our cars are gonna kill more people than the war. <laughs> kill people. Anyways, uh, I gotta go and roast some uh, some paintings tonight, and uh, so I want to try some of these painting jokes on on you. <laughs> now I know you guys don't know the painting, but all right. So imagine a painting with like uh, like, like pyramids right here, right? Like pyramids, and then there's an owl in the middle. Okay, so imagine it was just there, and I didn't have anything to do with that painting. Okay, all right, I didn't paint. Okay, and then I come up and I make fun of this thing that I don't know about. <laughs> okay. And they go, oh, look, it's an owl and pyramids. They're associating great wisdom with a lot of wasted labor. And then you laugh. <laughs> <laughs> if the painting was here, you would laugh because you have that visual stimulation that everybody talks about. <laughs> All right, that obviously didn't work. But you know what? Now, you know what? Now it discourages me from trying that because that's my best making fun of the painting line. <laughs> Everything else is just bad. God, I should have never done that. <laughs> My confidence for the showcase has been shot. Anyways, um, hey, thanks for listening to my new stuff. 
my old stuff wouldn't have been any better. I don't know why I said that. But <laughs> anyways, hey, thank you for listening and your host, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and we can do this together. Thank you to everybody out there in Mutiny Radio Land and to everybody here who's sticking around and supporting all the comics. Next up, we have Matthew Quirk. You know, uh, earlier, Kelly Evans was like, you know, none of us are going anywhere that are here at this show. But this is the scene where I became world star hip-hop famous. (laughs) 250,000 views, guys. <laughs> Most famous comic you're going to see here tonight by a long shot, actually. <laughs> anyway, it's great to be back here at Muni Radio. I love the new art. What is this? John Wayne Gacy in his Easter Bunny phase Jeez. or something? That's accurate if you know who John Wayne Gacy is. Fuck, what's with this mic stand? Uh, so anyway, guys, uh, it's time for your weekly news update. I haven't been around here for a while to give you guys that. So, uh, so uh, Trump actually uh, insulted one of his own supporters, calling him fat, kicking him out of his rally, and telling the guy to go get some exercise with no sense of irony or anything. And uh, to, you think that's bad enough? The guy who got kicked out says that he loves Trump and will vote for him again, which I would just like to remind everybody that uh, genius has limits and stupidity is endless. Fucking endless. Uh, More in Trump news. Uh, Greenland for sale, apparently. Uh, He got turned down to buy Greenland. Do you think he actually thinks Greenland is green? Is that what it is? I mean, we already know that uh, he feels you can buy a country, right? Uh, Which means he thinks you can sell a country, which is actually 100% on brand for Donald Trump. He is selling this country piece by fucking piece. You know, I think he thinks that if he buys that country as president that he gets to keep it afterwards. I think he actually thinks that's true. Anyway, in further Trump news, he also called himself uh, the chosen one. Oh, I got one more tag for that. Fuck, I forgot. Uh, So he had to postpone his trip to Denmark because they won't sell him Greenland because he doesn't know how shit works, apparently. And um, so uh, he had to postpone that trip. And it's just unfortunate that we can't postpone stupid, right? We can't postpone stupid. Well, that was worth coming back for. Anyway, he feels he can just buy a country and shit, right, on his own. He actually made a decree today. He's demanding all corporations to come back from China and open their businesses again in the United States. He hereby declared that everyone should do that. And uh, do you think he knows less about business or democracy with that statement? Which does he know less about? Uh, anyway, he uh, recently declared himself the chosen one saying that he's the king of the Jews. That's the sixth seal of revelations, right? That this anyway, if he's the chosen one, it really makes you look twice at that first guy, huh? <laughs> Want to re-examine his life. Uh, anyway, he says he's the king of the Jews. All right, I got a question for you there, Yahweh. Uh, 
What section of the Torah does, is the king of the Jews from? Anybody? What section of the Torah? Anybody? Anybody? Trick question. It's the New Testament, but he should have known that. Too biblical? Got it. Uh, anyway, yeah, he claims he's the second coming. Uh, cool. Uh, can we nail him to a tree now? Yeah. Uh, I do have a, a follow-up question. Uh, if you are the fucking second coming, show me one fucking miracle, okay? Oh, right, the election. Fuck. See, he got elected. That was a miracle. You gotta stay up on politics here. <laughs> trying to wake you guys up. Uh, anyway, we are coming to the uh, greatest week of the year in San Francisco. Just the most fucking choice precious week of the year. Burning Man? Oh, God, it is great to be in San Francisco during Burning Man. Suddenly there's tons of parking and no lines at the restaurants or the supermarket. It's just great. Every Sparkle Pony and their idiot boyfriend is out in the desert. Fucking 16-hour traffic jam to get into that thing. 18 hours to get out. Nice carbon footprint, guys. Okay? Leave no trace. Thank you. Uh, you know, it's great. They spend thousands of dollars to go live in a barter system, and they can only handle it for like a week before they can have to come running back to capitalism. All right, guys. Enjoy your best week ever in San Francisco. Quirk, everybody. We're just gonna keep this train. We always call it a comedy train for some fucking reason. I haven't figured it out yet, but let's keep this comedy train going. Cody Abe, everybody. Is Cody here. Okay, there he is. Coming on up. You never got Taking out the chair. I'll take that shit out. Um, hi, everybody. I like Mutiny Radio. I like it, not stalling, because I don't know how to start the set. Anyway, uh, I like looking into people's eyes. I think it tells a lot about them. You know, they say the eyes are the window to the soul. Uh, you can tell a lot about somebody just by looking straight into their eyes. You know, if they're lying, if they're tired, if they're Asian. You can tell a lot about people. Like, just, I know, it, you can tell. Don't lie to yourself, you can tell. You know you can tell, okay? You look into my eyes right now, am I Asian? <laughs> fucking liar, dude, you fucking racist piece of shit. I am Asian. Dude, it's more racist to not say that I'm Asian, by the way. Uh, I <laughs> right? Like, just fucking say it. Just say it. Two Asian guys in here, just fucking say it, right? Four. Four? <laughs> my, my not. Oh, he's not in here, though. Is he in here? We still feel his presence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we always feel Dwight's presence in Mutiny Radio. So <laughs> okay, no. Um, oh, yeah, no, I, I, I'm Japanese. I am. Uh, actually, when I was growing up, I really wanted to be Chinese because uh, I saw Shanghai Noon and I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> Puns, baby. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, Jackie Chan really made me want to be Chinese. I didn't know, though, that I didn't realize that in America, just being Asian makes me Jackie Chan, right? Like, it's, I'm, I can just find, like, a black friend, and we're, we're rush hour, you know? Like, no one's just going to say, hey, he's not Chinese. They'll just look at us and say, rush hour. <laughs> Fuck yeah. 
<laughs> oh man. Uh, I'm Jap- I, uh, so I'm also from Hawaii, and I'm Japanese, which means I have a lot of mixed feelings about Pearl Harbor. Uh, on one hand, you know, fucking really proud of them. Really proud of the boys for you know taking up the challenge, honoring their families. On the other hand, I'm a very sore loser. So USA all day, 442nd. I'm for the internment camps. <laughs> oh, that was a new tag I like. <laughs> Fuck, dude. All that for that new tag of fucking selling out my own people. Uh, is that so? No, it's not. It's funny. I'm not really for the internment. Like, no, but. <laughs> But like, like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll unpack that at a later date, everybody. That's in the past. That's in the past. Um, okay. So today I or yeah today I uh, did this thing that I usually do when I have my I had a day off today. I I usually do this on my day off. I. Uh, I order Postmates and then I start masturbating just to see who comes first. Jesus. <laughs> no, but I did. I made a mistake. <laughs> I did, of course, because Postmates takes fucking forever, dude. I, like, take fucking an hour and a half to fucking come. No, like, I'd just give up, you know? Anyway, so I, I made a mistake, though. I ordered uh, a burrito from this Mexican place, but I, I really got, I got bored and, and, I, and I was really hungry, so I just started snacking. And the thing about ordering a burrito, especially from a place that you don't know, is that you don't know how big it's gonna be, right? So you're eating, you're eating snacks, and the burrito comes, and then you see the burrito and the chips that you forgot about because you knew you were just gonna masturbate. And uh, okay, no, um, I was just trying to tie it into the masturbation, but we'll just go with the story from from now on. Uh, so you, like, I just ordered the, bur- I got the burrito, and. Um, so the thing happened to me like I had snack beforehand and I didn't know like I I got nervous like opening the burrito and then when I took a bite I just got filled with a fight or flight situation that I didn't know you could have when you start eating food like I didn't know if I was going to finish the burrito or not like my manhood was being challenged by this burrito like can I finish an entire burrito from a taqueria that I've never been to. It was a shit burrito, by the way. The, the carne asada was fucking terrible, and uh, I don't even know what it's called, and I, and I regret it every day. Uh, I, I like dressing. Uh, I think my dressing habits, I'll leave it with this. Uh, my dressing habits are like the exact opposite of a girl going out uh, you know, on a weekend. Like I, Instead of wearing a uh, skirt and uh, you know, no jacket, I wear jeans and all the jackets, especially in hot weather. Like, I'll fucking be burning up, but my, uh, but my uh, fit will be burning up the, you know, p- never mind, uh, fuck, I'll work on that one. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Woo. 38, everybody, and we just have three more comics for you, so let's give it up for James Coker, everybody. Thanks so much for being here. Uh, where's your favorite burrito place in the city? Dude, I don't even know, man. It's like I've, so far, I've tried La Taqueria. Chipotle. 
Really? Chipotle? I'm kidding. So far I've tried La Taqueria, La Combre, and one other place I can't remember right now. Okay. All right, that helps. I'll just go. I'll go to the corner. I'll look for a burrito place. You know, in the uh, the other end of a burrito, you you ever eat a burrito and then the other end just sort of like opens and all the shit falls out? Does ever happen to you? Some people call that a mistake. I call it foreshadowing. Um, okay. Um, I'm sick and tired of clipboard people. This like topic might be worn territory, but I'm sick and tired of clipboard people, but not for the obvious reasons. I'm sick and tired of clipboard people because they've ruined clipboards for me. I think they're super practical. I like using a clipboard. I like having to carry one around to have like a hard, even surface to write on. But now when I carry one, everybody treats me like shit. Um, and there's nothing wrong with being a clipboard person. It's a, it's a job. But the my issue is when they get super self-righteous. I don't know if this happens to anybody when you're walking around the street. Uh, I used to live in New York, and I was in Union Square. And I was walking by a clipboard person trying to raise money for someone. And I was just like, oh, no, thank you. I always try to be polite. And as I was walking away, the guy said, hey, we're just trying to save the world, man. <laughs> and I was like, fuck you. You're trying to make $15 an hour plus commission, which is fine. We all have to have a job, but like, don't make me feel guilty to pay into your karmic pyramid scheme. Um, I think the best clipboard reaction, uh, clipboard person reaction I ever saw was when I was walking through Port Authority bus terminal in New York. And I was walking next to this stranger who was approached by someone who said, excuse me, are you a Christian? To which they replied, hell no! No? All right. Um, I was recently reading a uh, interview with Meg Ryan in the New York Times. If any of y'all are worrying, uh, curious what do I, what I do in my spare time. And Meg Ryan was talking about fame at the height of her career. And she said wherever she would go into a public space, whether it be a restaurant, bar, hotel lobby, everybody in the room would stop and stare at her. Wherever she went. And she had just gone through a public breakup, was trying to find some sort of sense of normalcy in her life. And wherever she would go, everybody would stop and stare. And I realized if any of us want to know what it's like to be famous, all we have to do is walk into a room full of dogs with a whole rotisserie chicken. <laughs> it's the same exact thing. Um, I was recently reading this study uh, that happened at UC San Francisco a couple years ago that studied the effects of cocaine on mice. Uh, the biggest result they found was that a mouse with cocaine hooks up with way hotter mice. Jesus. <laughs> like way hotter mice. Like these, these mice are out of that mouse's league. <laughs> uh, my name is James. Uh, I recently met another guy named James and he said, what are the odds? I was like, <laughs> pretty fucking good. <laughs> it's a very common name. But my dad's name is James. My dad's been married three times, my mom's been married twice. My dad's first marriage, he named his son James, but they were not very close and um, they didn't get along very well. So when he married my mom and had me, he also named me James. How fucked up is that? That is like pressing the reset button on your son. And it puts a lot of pressure on me. And so recently when I was hanging out with my older brother, I was like, listen, I know it's, my dad is like the white George Foreman. And if you don't get that reference, George Foreman has named all of his kids either George or Georgina. Um, 
But recently I was hanging out with my brother and I was like, listen, I know it's weird that we both have the same name. So you can just call me whatever you want and I'm totally fine with it. And he said, cool, thanks, replacement James. Uh, I was recently taking the uh, ferry over to Oakland uh, with my wife. We were like looking at uh, apartments over there and there was a kid running around on the boat and the dad waved him over and he said, hey, Keegan, stop running around. And another dad nearby turned around and said, my son's also named Keegan. And then another dad turned around and said, my son is also named Keegan. And then one of them said, I like the name Keegan because it's not common. And they all just nodded their heads in agreement. <laughs> anyway, that's my time. Thanks so much. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Not just a comic, but an avid reader. Reads all the articles, anything from Meg Ryan to Mice on Cocaine. So we are all... We thought you were the, the reader with the Trump material, but... But James went deep for that. I appreciate it, James. Thank you. We have two more comics for you. Let's give it up for Michael Satumba. Yeah! You guys remember when somebody first broke up with you? Yeah. Yeah? Bad memory, right? Yeah. Or after sex? In the shower? Well, let me tell you the time it happened to me. <laughs> um, so I had a girlfriend, and we were only together for a week. But I would count her as my girlfriend, because we lost each other's virginities to each other. And one Saturday night, why are you, why are you frowning? <laughs> one Saturday night, my roommate was not in my room. And so I invited my girlfriend at the time over to come over. And so I texted my other housemates to wear some headphones because something was going to go down and it wasn't going to be my dick. And I'm not really the RA of my household, but they do call me the dorm daddy. The daddy of the dorms, they say. And being the dorm daddy, I, I invited my girlfriend over. I let her come over. And we had sex, like the second time in our lives. It just felt incredible. And then we had a third fourth time, fifth time, sixth time. And after the seventh time, I felt like I, I had a good handle of like putting a condom on my dick. Like, I'm not a professional or anything, but I felt like I was so good I could have put it on with my right hand, which is my non-dominant hand, I'm left-handed. And I can't even cut like paper with right-handed scissors because I'm fucking left-handed. But I just felt like my life was perfect at that point. Like I felt like I could have put it on with like, the condom could have put it on itself, like if I felt if I was being honest at the time, like that's just how my life felt like at that time. And like imagine like you're like a barbecue and you have this hot dog on the stick and you're like looking like where the fuck are the breads? And like there's this nice lady with some buns. And it's like, you looking for these buns, young boy? <laughs> <laughs> and then the buns just slide on the hot dog. And that's just how I felt. And like every time I look back at that moment, I just want to like, like smirk, like, damn, that happened, you know. But the next morning, I cooked her her favorite like eggs and breakfast, not eggs and breakfast, eggs and potatoes. Those are her favorite, by the way. And I served her a, t a side of tap water, and she didn't really 
I know she didn't really like drink the tap water. I was like, wow, like this bitch doesn't drink tap water. Like, what's wrong with her? Like, who raised her? Who's her daddy? Like, you know. <laughs> like, um, so, but after finishing both cups of water, went back to my room, and then I was trying to hit it from the back. I was like, what's this fucking like other hole? Like, like the other hole my dick isn't in. Like, what's this other hole? <laughs> and then she was like, hey, like you want to do anal like for the first time? And, but I asked her if she liked me like having sex with me. She's like, yeah, it was okay. She gave me like a lot of shoulder shrugs. And <laughs> I asked her if she liked me finishing on her, and she said, yeah, that's actually the best part of this whole thing. Like, I'm really happy. Like, that's the part I like. <laughs> and then we took a shower after that, and I just remember like jamming to my favorite songs, like on Spotify. I was, I was just living my best life. I was just. You know when you like when you're busting out and you're like, oh. I just felt like that the whole day. Like you know, I just had sex with my girlfriend. We're taking a shower, bathing each other, and and then she was like, um, what she said, I don't remember. Uh, I don't know. It's just it's just the best time of my life. I was just I was just passing my classes in school. Had a good social life. Like I was just never felt better. And I just started CrossFit. That was good. <laughs> um, but I don't know what else could be better, right? So I asked for a blowjob. And to dorm daddy's disappointment, she gave me a blowjob. I was kind of surprised. And she's like, "Hey, Michael, I can't, I can't fucking do this anymore, bro. Like, I, I don't feel anything while we have sex. I feel like you're too soft and too vulnerable, like a little bro." I was like, "Damn." Then I realized, like, was this her fucking shower? And I was, like, <laughs> I don't even know. I was just in thought, like, I thought we were a team or, or something. Like, I thought teamwork makes the dream work. But apparently not. I thought it might be just temporary, but like I realized 10 minutes later it wasn't. But anyways, one thing I realized was that you don't really need like a bun to eat, to eat a hot dog. If like if a hot dog is passing his hot dog classes and is, has hot dog friends and is just just start hot dog CrossFit, you don't really need a bun to validate those hot dog accomplishments. So that's when. I ate a hot dog and started crying. But anyways, that's my time, guys. Thank you. Michael Dorbdaddy everybody. I learned what straight sex is, and I'm glad I don't do it. <laughs> that was a lot of detail, man. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. It's still <laughs> we have one more comic for you. I'm just moving on. Uh, we're just going to keep on going. You stuck around. Everyone, thank you guys for sticking around. We can stick around for one more. Let's give it up for Ruben, everybody. What's going on, Mutiny? Yeah, for those of you listening, this is a giant stadium filled with thousands of people. It's incredible. I was given a spot on this historic stage. It's amazing. Uh, historic because it's on World Star. Uh, <laughs> lots of things are on World Star. You're like 25,000 views. Lots of things. Uh, most of them involve old people. So that tracks. Um, I I want to clarify. I didn't mean you, and then I realized what I said, and I went, well, shit. Okay, that's okay. Uh, one thing I got from the last comic story is he found out what a butthole is at a very old age. <laughs> I was like. You not poop, dude? <laughs> That's cool. No, this is fun. I'm glad I'm here. 
uh, being allowed to never come back. This is cool. I, uh, I recently, uh, this is actually a cool day for me. My wife and I uh, announced our pregnancy today on Facebook, which is cool. Yeah, right? Uh, it's also a lie. I'm not married. I just like the validation of strangers, uh, which there's so many strangers here. What a good joke for that. Um, you guys ever been told you look like a celebrity? Has that ever happened to you? Yeah, who you been told you look like? Well, you're, you're handsome, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Anyone else ever been told you look like a celebrity? I'm not looking at you, because that's racist. Anyone else? <laughs> I'm not going to touch that one. Anyone else who's not handsomer gets me in trouble for being a racist? Sean, anything? Okay, cool, great. No, no, that's fine. You missed the shot. Uh, all you had to say was Michael Phelps. Um... No, I get told I look like a celebrity, but every time I get told that, it starts as a compliment and ends as an insult, uh, which is cool. This is a good joke for radio, so this will be good. Uh, if you're not listening, if you're just listening and you're not watching, uh, I'm 6'2 and African American. Uh, no, so I get told I look like James Franco if he gave up, which is cool. Uh, someone in the booth laughed at that, which is good. Uh, no one else laughed, but one person was like, I see it. Uh, thank you. I get told they look like MSNBC news correspondent Rachel Maddow if she was ugly, which is cool. Uh, I also get told they look like Bradley Cooper. Uh, Bradley Cooper, I know I don't. Um, in that movie Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, if you've never seen that movie, he plays a talking raccoon. Uh, and I dig through and eat garbage. So it's fun. I, uh, I recently, I was driving recently, as you do. Uh, you guys get that, right? Relatable comedy, driving. Um, yeah, yeah, clap for driving. <laughs> clap for driving a car. No, I was driving recently, and I thought I saw a celebrity uh, next to me. And I was like, oh, I got to pull my phone out. Because uh, that's what you do, right, when you see a celebrity. Uh, who do you guys think I saw? Just, just shout it out. This will be fun. Share. Share? Really? That's what you're gonna give me for crowd work? And I'm like, anything. All right, to topical reference in 2019, share. I believe that was a stupid thing to call out. Chris Holstein, I beat that guy in a roast battle once. Um, once, only needed once. So no, so I'm driving and I pull up to this stoplight and this man who looks like Tupac is next to me, and not in like a, oh, he kind of looks like Tupac, Ruben, this sounds offensive. Like, no, this dude was Tupac. So I pull my phone out, and I'm like, I gotta take a picture of this dude. So I go to take a picture, and the flash goes off. Uh, and he doesn't like that. He gets pretty upset, and he starts yelling at me, and my window's rolled up. So because I'm a polite person, I roll it down, and I just go, I'm sorry, but before I can say anything, he blurts out, hey, man. Why'd you take a picture of my kid? Because what I didn't notice was the child in the backseat waving at me. So in my fear, I just looked at him and waved back. So I'm, I know, right? So I'm terrified because I know what I look like. I don't look like a dude who should be around, around around kids. I get that. It's okay. So I'm sitting there in the car, and I'm like upset, and I'm like worried. Uh, the light has turned green. Cars are behind this guy. They're honking at him. He's yelling, I'm terrified. And finally, I just blurt out, I go, I'm sorry, dude. I thought you were Tupac. And he looks at me, and he stops yelling, and he just goes, shh. 
and drives away, you guys. He's out there and he has a child. Give it up for Tupac, you guys. Thank you, Mutiny. You guys have been wonderful. New Orleans who had a shirt that said give war a chance and I said I gotta take a picture of this and my flash did go off and his friend with a military tattoo came up to me and said did you take a picture of my friend and I said absolutely not sir <laughs> and then my other friend said you took a picture like to me later was like you took a picture and I was like yes I did <laughs> I'm not gonna tell him that um, and then his friend came over again later and was like are you sure you didn't take a picture of my friend and at that point I had already snapchatted it so I was like you can look at my f- my phone sir I did not take a picture um, and I'll post that soon for everybody <laughs> because I totally took a picture and he's out of New Orleans now because he's a tourist and thank you guys so much <laughs> for listening to my weird story about that. I was scared to death. <laughs> I got like, I was super drunk and I got immediately sober. Um, if that's what it takes, <laughs> that's what it takes. Can we give it up for our tech guy, Steve in the yeah. back there? And thank you guys for sticking around. We have a showcase from 8 to 10 tonight, so stay tuned for that. I'm Amanda G, thank you all so much.
Black Black Plastic, that last song is for the Bug Out Square that did an amazing uh, Valentine's show. It started with that, Donna Summer, in the heat of the summer. Better call out a plumber. Mutiny Radio. Uh, .fm is what you listen to, and keep listening, because if you don't, you're going to get in big trouble with the big one, and that's you. When you walk down the street, all the cheats are skip a beat. I don't blame you, baby.
show is playing some fine piano this morning. But I got the blues for my favorite. Operator, operator, give me a line. I feel like talking to that gal of mine. Been calling and calling a long, long time. I've been out falling and I sure feel fine. But a phone is busy and I wonder who's on that line. Well, I tried and tried to call that gal of mine. Yes, I tried and tried to call that gal of mine. Man, a phone was busy, and I wonder who's on that line. Well, it's early in the morning, and I don't know what to do. Yes, it's early. And I don't know what to do. Yeah, about to break a day, babe. I'll be around and talk with you. Well, I'm sitting here crying and talking to myself. Yes, I'm sitting here crying and talking to myself. Went running to the door and I ran out in the street. I went to a house and I knocked on the door. Out came my clothes. I don't live there no more. My phone is busy and I wonder who's on that line.
92, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. A brave young man in that famous year was the very first to volunteer. You can hear me out there.
down at last. That maniac. Shh, quiet, sir. He has some way of detecting sounds on this passageway. Now, listen carefully. We have a moment to spare. In a few minutes, we'll return from the controls of this ship. Here in the process of surfacing, we have just time to arrange our escape. Well, how, Professor? Even if we get away from this accursed vessel, we're hundreds of miles from nowhere. No boat, no... Listen quickly, Smith. The Dane Nemo wrecked our ship when we climbed aboard this submarine. I spotted a small boat secured to the stern of the submarine. Especially if we destroy Nemo and his foul submarine. Well, of course, but how? I've thought it out to the split second. This panel here with all the buttons and dials and lights is the master control for the electrical supply of the vessel. Nemo pointed it out last night before dinner. Now, if I pull this wire from here, I have short-circuited one supply of energy. Now, attach the wire here. I don't understand. I, one day, my boy, if we live, I'll explain to you what I know in my faulty knowledge of this new science of electricity. Precious little I do know. But I think I figured this. Quick now. This wire to this button. Now, set this clock. Eight. No, we'll allow ten minutes. 